This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. On your home for the best Ravens coverage, it's time for News from the Nest with Vinny and Haney. Sponsored by Hillside Lawn Service, the experienced lawn care specialists. 1057 The Fan. News from the Nest here on this Woman Crush Wednesday. It's Vinny and Haney, Bob Haney, Vinny Serato, Nolan McGraw on the other side of the glass. Ravens back at practice today, getting ready for the Indianapolis Colts. Here to talk about that and the 2 0 start from BaltimoreBeatdown.com. Also from BaltimoreRavens.com. He's on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Let's welcome back to the show Kyle Barber. Kyle, good afternoon. What's happening? What's going on, gentlemen? Just arrived at the castle, ready to talk some Ravens with you, though. All right, two and zero for you, Kyle Barber. The most surprising part of the two and zero start has been what? Uh, defeating the Bengals on the road, down five plus starters, has got to be the uh, the biggest surprise. You know, if there was a game, you know, that is understandable to drop, it's a a division game on the road against the expected class of the AFC. Uh, when you don't have cornerstone players like Lamar, excuse me, uh, Lonnie Stanley, uh, Marlon Humphrey, and many others. Now, the surprising, most surprising part of the victory for you was what in the way the Ravens may have imposed their will. We know Burrow might have been banged up. What stunned you most about the way the Ravens went about getting that victory? Uh, allowing one pressure all game. I mean, you have uh, uh, Sam Mustafer at center who, who looked at the preseason, but, you know, going from Tyler Linderbaum to your backup feels like it's going to be, a, you know, a bit of a drop-off. The same with Patrick McCary. He's a very talented offensive lineman. Give him all the credit. But there's a reason Ronnie Stanley is, is the valuable left tackle and one of the best in the NFL. And, and for, you know, him to go up against Trey Hendrickson, who's a dominant pass rusher for most of the evening, uh, you know, most of the day and, and come away with just how they were able to run the football, protect Lamar Jackson, keep the pocket clean and and generate a, a victory in the way that they did with, uh, you know, a lot of offensive ability uh, was something uh, worth noting. 
Kyle, you know what it, it looked like to me? They improved a ton from week one to week two. I mean, you got to give them credit there because they were awful offensively week one, week two, much improved. I mean, I wouldn't go so far to say they were awful in week one, but certainly they had a lot of – That's, you know, you that's what one of our coaches told me. It, it was it was effing awful. <laughs> well, I mean, they scored 25 points. If that's, if that's effing awful, then uh, – I can't wait to watch uh, later on down the road what this can really generate and become because, you know, that, that getting down in the red zone and scoring touchdowns and getting third downs is impressive. But to your point, week two, far superior in the cleanliness of their game for the most part, uh, being able to push the ball downfield, take shots, but also get the ball out quickly and, and scheme a game plan that can be successful against a rival uh, in that fashion, I think that's really you know they were out they they outcoached the Bengals and they outperformed them. Well, yeah, I think I think probably what uh, screwed up the Bengals, I think the tackle over, I think that, and then Lamar under center so much where they they were running you know off tackle, they were running power, they were running the ISO, and then taking some shots deep on play action pass with Lamar under center. Oh yeah, the the under center change up has certainly you know diversified what defenses have to do to, to defend against Lamar and, and against this offense. And they have a full array of weapons that they can take shots downfield. You have m- numerous guys that you can trust to go downfield. And Lamar uh, is, is going to, going to hit on some, you know, he's, he's still working on his accuracy on deep downfield, but you know, you get one, you get two, all of a sudden you move the chains, you make get explosive plays and then you're able to turn those into points. We saw that with Nelson Aguilar's touchdown. We saw it with Zay mm-hmm. Flowers catching a 52-yard pass and then turning that into points. It's just the way that this offense is capable of, of you know, striking downfield, but they didn't lose themselves to solely becoming pass-centric. And that, they're able to run for you know, tons of yards on the ground mm-hmm. uh, with their running backs and, and executing with you know, three of them and then Lamar as well. Uh, you know, it's a full balanced offense that some were a little worried about how balanced they could be or they wanted to be, and it's it's blended well through two games. Hey, Kyle, I, I kind of wish that the jet sweeps and all, I wish they'd give it to Zay Flowers because I think they'll make a lot more yards because Duvernay, my opinion, had three drops and very hesitant as a runner. He he won't get the ball north and south. Uh, you know, I think, I think Zay Flowers has shown uh, more explosiveness in that regard. I, I think that's kind of it makes sense to me um, to give more of those carries and those sweeps to Zay. I, his elusiveness in the open field is something to be special. I mean, Duvernay is an all-pro returner. We've seen what he can do. He's dynamic. But I think Zay might have a guy as talented as Duvernay edged out in that area to where he can make the cuts. And he, he, he just appears to read – uh, going against defenses a little bit better. Now, Kyle, watching the, the film, um, you know, over the last two weeks now, Stanley Linderbaum and Owe all got rolled up and sprained ankles or knees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's the frustration of this. Uh, I mean, every time it, it, it just happens to be on these valuable players and and the injuries are there. You know, fortunately, it doesn't seem like they're season ending. But nonetheless, I mean, the injuries are just bad luck, bad fortune. You know, this isn't because they trained improperly. 
this isn't because they were over or underexerted or underprepared or overprepared for the season. It's simply because a, a 250 plus pound player landed on their, on their joints, and that's this you know that's the way it works. It's frustrating, but you know at least uh, count the blessings that those guys should be back on the field within the coming weeks. Kyle, you know what's kind of interesting? I mean, if you're the defensive coordinator from the Bengals and you're saying, like three or four times I had the perfect call. I had a blitz with nobody coming totally free, and Lamar just made a miss. I mean, that's the thing. He can make up for a screw-up by himself, not reading it, by, you know, avoiding that contact. Yeah, I mean, that's the value of having a mobile quarterback. And that's the value of having Lamar Jackson, who is arguably the most dynamic runner in in pro football history, is being able to elude tacklers, to make defenders miss, and to be able to execute a play even when you should be dead to rights. We've we've all watched him hit a hit a juke step that plummets a, a sprinting defensive end that hasn't. Like I said, dead rights. You, you, this is a sack. That's all there is to it. No, no doubt about it. And then suddenly, Jackson's got a, a 13-yard completion and a first-down abatement, or he takes off, and and that's just the magic of Lamar Jackson. We say it, but we we get to watch it every week. Kyle Barber, Baltimore Beatdown. Of course, BaltimoreRavens.com. Joining us, Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Two-parter for you. First, Kenyon Drake, Ronald Jones, James Robinson. Jeff Zerebeck tweeting this out. Going to visit the Ravens. Uh, uh, interest there would mean what? And how do the Ravens improvise and adapt with that Ardarius Washington in the secondary for at least the next four weeks, given the fact we don't know when Marlon Humphrey's coming back? Right. Well, uh, the first thing, I think Kenyon Drake would be probably the wise addition just because he has familiarity with the team, not so much with the offense because it was your last season before Munkin, but I think Drake makes a good addition. He's got some speed to him. He's got some play still left in him, and, and uh, he's enjoyable to be in the locker room, too. You know, he's a good guy. So, you know, that's just kind of my opinion on the end of that. Uh, as for uh, how they adjust without our Darius Washington, hopefully if Humphrey is out here today, that would be a huge get, especially because Marlon Humphrey is arguably the best slot corner when he does play in the slot. But if that's not the case, expect guys like Arthur Mallett to be – the new uh, slot cornerback, maybe they can rotate through an, as a, a, another safety situation where they kind of have Kyle Hamilton bouncing around. But I don't know if that's necessarily possible anymore because Washington was kind of their third safety style and uh, he can't be rotated back. You know, he's going to probably have to be playing more deep safety in the interim. Hey, Kyle, do you think um, be, what happened, them bringing Mustafer up on a Tuesday, I'm I'm just trying to read between the lines that, another team because they put him back on a practice squad that another team wanted him to come and then the Ravens had to put him up and that that's maybe what all of a sudden Williams has a chest where he played every down yeah exactly that's where you know it's one of two things it's one it's Tyler Linderbaum uh is is going to need another week which I don't know if that's actually the case you know if we're just going purely reading between the lines before practice is set to kick off here in about an hour hour and a half uh, the other thing is, yeah, I mean, if you're watching a guy go up against uh, the Bengals, uh, you know, and, and, and feast the way that he did, one of the best po- pass blockers, I think, on the offensive line, according to Pro Football Focus, if I'm remembering right, um, somebody's going to want him on their roster, and the Ravens would rather have the Owings Mills native stick with them 
especially after that kind of a performance, rather than see him go and protect uh, for other quarterbacks. So I, I think that's a pretty accurate assumption there. Kyle Barber, what's happening at Baltimore Beatdown, and where else are we reading your stuff? Absolutely. Covering everything and all things Baltimore Ravens at Baltimore Ravens. BaltimoreBeatdown.com. I have a wonderful staff that keeps everything all updated and daily content, you know, three to five articles a day. So always check in on there for your morning check-ins. And then uh, BaltimoreRavens.com. You can also check out my work under the Late for Work section. I cover all the post-game articles and every Monday edition. So be able to check out my work there. Gentlemen, you have a wonderful rest of your show. And Tune into the practice reports. All right, guys. Thanks, Kyle. Kyle Barber, everybody. It's Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. We'll come back, count some cack, a cack, cash, hopefully, or some cack, whatever that is, and buy or sell. And then Tony Pantee, OriolesHangout.com. Talk about the birds down on the farm. Jackson Holiday, three hits. Connor Norby hit a granny. Uh, Sammy Basayo was named the Carolina League Player of the Year. So we got a lot going on there. And where's Heston Kerstad going to wind up defensively? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can over think what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. For the Orioles. Are you buying? Great cash, homie. Or are you selling? I'm not going to buy into that crap. Vinny and Haney, 1057, The Fan. All right, well, the Crush Wednesday. Vinny and Haney, 1057, The Fan. Bob Haney, Vinny Serrato, Nolan McGraw, Orioles Astros, series finale 210. Birds going for the sweep. Ravens back in practice today. Getting ready for the Colts. Terps are at Michigan State on Saturday. Looking to go to 4 0. There's plenty going on for sure and we'll get to all of the sports as we can right now let's count that money by ourselves yep bob it, it says uh the the dow rises nearly 200 points as the fed decision nears the dow's up 194 the s&p's up eight nasdaq's down 13 DraftKings up 53 cents under armor's up a dime we'll start here in the nfl and the league Apparently not happy with the Players Association making some recent claims uh, that the Players Union advised running backs to either fake or exaggerate injuries for leverage in contract situations. Uh, Doing so would obviously be a violation of the CBA on the players' part. Uh, But with that being said, 
Players Association president J.C. Treader has spoken pretty openly uh, in multiple interviews about having to get creative, finding ways to gain leverage as players. Didn't openly condone faking or exaggerating injuries, but not exactly hiding from the leverage aspect of it and getting creative. You can, I guess, read between the lines there. What I don't understand is how faking an injury benefits you in the long run. I don't understand how that is good for you or makes you look more valuable. But Vinny, buy or sell, nothing will come of this independent arbitrator's review. Totally. Nothing. Nothing will come because running backs... I mean, it didn't just it didn't help that a bunch of guys just tore their Achilles or tore their, you know, that are out for the year. That that doesn't help cuz that just kind of proves the fact. So, yeah, I think I think the running backs are in trouble. Go over to college here. Alabama off to a messy start this season. Lost to Texas. Plenty of quarterback troubles along the way. Uh Jalen Milrow started the first two games for them but was then benched. He went with Tyler Buckner, Ty Simpson, both got some run in their third game. And while they did win, neither of those guys really inspired much confidence. Neither grabbed the starting job. So Nick Saban says it's back to Milrow moving forward. Buy or sell, Bob. We should expect more quarterback shuffling throughout the season for Alabama. Uh, buying it big time. I mean, this is uh, going to be a year where Alabama is not going to be part of the national championship equation. And you mentioned Nolan, even though they won, they fell out of the top 10. I mean, there is, you just you keep reloading and reloading and reloading. Sooner or later, you're going to hit a little bit of a lull. And right now, it appears as though especially their offensive line is brutal. Yeah. I mean, right now, it uh, looks like Alabama's in lull, like, like Clemson's dealing with, too, yeah. there. And the other, hey, Norm, after week two, players only meeting already. Yeah. That's good. Just ask the Padres. <laughs> yeah, Manny. <laughs> players only meeting. How about you run out of ground ball every night? Oh, never mind. Go ahead. Next, we'll go to back to the NFL here. And Russell Wilson, I guess maybe playing better this season, but so far the results have still been losses for the Broncos. And overall, Sean Payton not pleased with the offensive operation as a whole. Uh, even unprompted, brought up, just wasn't even asked about it, just at the end of uh, one of his press conferences, talking about the offense, says you know, Russell Wilson may need to wear a wristband moving forward. I don't know. Everything's up in the air. Uh, in the past, Wilson never seemed to use one when he was with Seattle. Pete Carroll even suggested that he was pretty stubborn about it and not using one. Uh, by herself, Vinny, Denver's issues are much deeper than wearing a wristband or not. Oh, I'll definitely buy that. But uh, Sean Payton was sending Russell Wilson a message, you know, and that that's what he was doing, that you're going to wear a wristband. And, I, and he was trying to get all the media and the fan base on his side you know, by calling out Russell. Now, he did use it a little bit last year under Hackett system, but I don't remember it being a big talking point one way or another. I don't get his gripes with it, but here we are. And not to get away from buy or sell too much, but to that topic, Sean Payton's not necessarily tied to Russell Wilson. No, here, right? not at all. Not at all. I'm sure that when he took the job, he told the owners, listen, I'll give him a year, and if it works, great. If it doesn't, I got to move on. And we'll close with this one here. One of the biggest question marks entering the upcoming NBA season probably has to be Chris Paul's usage with Golden State. For now, though, it seems like uh, Coach Kerr leaning towards having him start. 
Longtime NBA reporter Mark Spears said that's the case even if he is getting quickly replaced off the bench. Almost sounds like Chris Paul's streak of starting over 1,200 games in his career is in the back of everyone's mind here. Buy or sell, Bob. Uh, Paul's starting streak will be snapped this year. So he'll come off the bench, basically, at is some what you're point. saying. He started every game of his career. His streak will come to an end. I will buy that. Because they've had kind of that little core group. Well, the big three with Thompson and Draymond and obviously Curry for many, many years. I think they'll incorporate some others. I mean, what, are they going to play four guards? You know what I mean? Now, his streak will come to an end. Let's not forget, as I like to point out, that we're coming up on the 20th anniversary of Maryland winning the ACC tournament behind John Gilchrist. That was in March of 2004. Maryland beat Wake Forest in the first round. The point guard for Wake Forest that game was Chris Paul. 20 years ago, his streak will come. Tell it And why am I sounding like Howard Cosell? All of a sudden, we'll come back. Tony Pente, OriolesHangout.com. Talk about the birds down on the farm. Obviously, get Tony's thoughts on the Orioles. Already clinched the playoff spot. Going for the division. Eight is the magic number. Going for the sweep against Houston. Coming up at 210. Gave you the Orioles lineup. We'll give you the Astros. If you missed the Orioles, we'll give you that one again as well. Vinny's film breakdown of the Ravens' defense against the Cincinnati Bengals. They gave up 24 points, or did they? We'll get in all of that. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. More here on the fan. Sports 24-7-1057. The voice of the fan. Woman Crush Wednesday, video at Handy 1057 The Fan. Pick the songs, favorite female artist or band will play them. Send your song request to the Plotsport text line. Nolan McGraw is waiting for you, everyone. So get it in here. Bob Haney beats Toronto. Orioles at Houston. 210 series finale. Birds going for the sweep. Having already clinched a playoff spot 
Eight is the magic number to get that AL East championship for the first time since 2014. But let's talk about not only the Orioles at the major league level, down on the farm as we do every Wednesday from OriolesHangout.com. He's on the WGK Law guest hotline. Let's welcome in Tony Penty. Tony, what's happening? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Going all right, Tony. And, you know, we talk about this guy every week or so or every other week for sure. But Samuel Basayo, for people new to the show. And remember, Tony, we get millions of listeners, new ones, every week. He was <laughs> named as the Carolina League Player of the Year. He just turned 19 years old. Tell our listeners about him, one of the top five prospects in the Orioles system. Someone, let's be honest, we weren't, I wasn't, and a lot of people weren't really talking about prior to the year because of the other fancy names. Now he's made a fancy name for himself in 2023. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he's the guy that's made the biggest jump of anybody in the whole system, and that includes even Jackson Holiday. I mean, obviously Jackson Holiday came in with all the fanfare being a 1-1 prospect, and obviously he's flown through the system. He's been amazing, and he's still the number one prospect in his organization. But I know you, you know some people say he's the top five prospect with Samuel Basayo. I actually have him at number two. That's how much I think of this guy. Uh, he has unlimited potential with the bat. This guy has monster, monster power. Not only does he have monster power, but he has these uh, tremendous exit velocities. I mean, just hits the ball hard all over the place. He has power to all fields. Um, he, he's a guy who will take a walk. He, he's not a he's not a just a huge swinger up there all over the place trying to hit home runs. Uh, he'll take his singles. He even moves pretty well for a big guy. Uh, and defensively behind the plate, you know there were some questions when he first came out. Was he going to outgrow the position? He was six three one eighty. As now I know they still say he's six three one eighty. He's clearly bigger than that now. Uh, he's definitely got to be way past two hundred. So there is still some question that he's going to be a big catcher back there. But I tell you what, the guy's got a 70-grade arm. He throws the ball well. He moves back there pretty well. He cut down his pass balls this year defensively. So I'm not going to say that he can't stick back there. Now, whether they want to protect that bat a little bit, because I think that bat's going to be very, very uh, special, that could be something that at some point they may decide that, you know, maybe you don't want him catching every day. But with, with, with Rushman, he doesn't have to catch every day. And I can definitely see some type of arrangement where, where Rushman and Basayo are sharing that catching position, the DH position between each other, and putting up some pretty big numbers. Now, Enrique Bradfield, he was their first-round pick. Baltimore is out of Vanderbilt, and he's already ascended to top-10 prospect status himself. Your impressions of him, very brief, obviously, Tony, in his professional career. And is there a comparable you could use to describe him to the audience out there? Yeah, I know. Obviously, he's a guy with with eighty eighty level speed. I mean, that's really what he was. He was, uh, you know, drafted to be. Uh, if a guy's a, an outstanding defender in center field, he's going to go side to side. You know, uh, you know, the question is going to be how much of the the stick does he have? Uh, it's really going to depend on on does he be able? Can he hit for a little bit more pop than he than he's done? You know, as he's kind of ascended up a little bit, you know, they started attacking him a little bit more. When 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 pitchers know that you're not going to be able to hurt him for extra bases, they're going to start attacking you more. And and he found that out at, at high A ball, and it's something he's got to work on. There, there's going to be some swing adjustments for him. Uh, but the Orioles have shown they've been able to do that with guys. You know, over the off season, I expect him to come back as a as a better hitter. Uh, he's already a, a guy that you could put out in the major league center field right now. He's going to play a very good center field for you. Uh, the arm's not great. That's going to be something that, that you know, maybe hold him back from that kind of gold glove cotton caliber thing. But I, 
then again, you know, he's a guy that gets rid of the ball pretty quick and, 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 and has been able to overcome that in the past. So obviously, uh, you know, real good looking young man. Uh, hopefully uh, he's going to keep moving up. We'll see him up, uh, move up pretty quickly next year. I, I would not be surprised if he doesn't end him next year, uh, either somewhere in AAA or, or AA for sure. Tony Penty, OriolesHangout.com, joining us here at Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fantasy does every Wednesday. And we talk about the names and the first-round picks, and rightfully so. They've earned that level of respect. But give us a picture, Tony, that you watched this year that might not even be ready to bang on the door to Baltimore that has really established themselves as someone to watch moving forward here. Yeah, I'm going to go real deep on you. I'm going to go down to a left-hander, Luis De Leon, uh, who was down at Delmarva this year. He is a left-hander, 6'3", still a beanpole. Um, you really, I heard about him last year uh, from some of the, my some of my uh, scouts I know that were that, that do the DSL as well as the GCL, and he was a guy they told me to keep an eye on. You know, they said, look, the arm's fast, it's quick, it's gonna he's gonna gain velocity, and he hasn't even filled out, and he was already sitting 93 to 95 this year, putting up pretty good strikeout numbers. Uh, he's definitely the command has gotten better this year. He's a guy that also has nice three pitches. You know, he'll show you a slider, he'll he'll show you a change that he can uh, use as well. So he's not just a just a hard throwing lefty up there. He shows some ability to, to pitch. Uh, he's young. I think he's 20 years old, and I think he's a guy that we're going to see next year in Aberdeen. I think he's going to uh, start opening some eyes. I can see him flying up the prospect list next year. Hey, Tony, what position can Kerstead play in the bigs? I like him in right field and at Cannon Yards. You know, I think that uh, he doesn't always get great routes, and his jumps aren't super great. Uh, he does have average speed, so he's not a big clog out there. Uh, the arm is okay. It's not great, but you know it's not going to be awful. But I think in, in, I think he fits it well out in right field. When you look at when you look at Cam Yards, left field I think is a little too big for him. I don't think that's kind of who you want out there. But yeah, definitely I think right field. I know they tried him a little bit of first base this year. Definitely a work in progress there. Uh, maybe he goes off season and he works a lot of a lot on that and maybe comes back next year. You know, maybe getting some reps at first base as well. But uh, I do think uh, his future is going to be a right fielder. Hey, Tony, how's Holiday done since he's been to Norfolk? And, you know, the way Henderson's playing at short, do you see Holiday maybe playing second next year? Yeah, that's an interesting conversation we've been having over at the Hangout. Uh, when we start talking about where is he going to play when he gets to the major leagues, and obviously he's been a shortstop. He's, he's an effective shortstop. I would not say he can't play the, the, the position. Um, you know, he started a little slow up in AAA, but the last uh, couple of games he's really taken off. I think he had three hits last night. I think he's got the average up to 264, and, and now he's starting to, you know, be the guy that he was before. But defensively, when you look at him, you know, the arm is okay. It's it's not Gunnar Henderson's arm. Obviously, Gunnar has a special arm. Um, it's not even really a Jorge Mateo arm. I would say he's probably a, a slightly below average uh, shortstop arm. I do think he gets the rid of the ball quick. I think the hands are okay. Sometimes he gets himself out of position, gets on the wrong hops. Those are things that experience will, will make him better. Uh, so yeah, if he was to come up, you know, next year and they think he's a guy, I think second base is probably a position he could probably be at this point because I don't see any reason why you want to move Gunnar Henderson off the shortstop because I think he's done a really good job over there. Now, on the other hand, if you decide that Westberg plays better second base than third base, and you think Gunner plays the best third base, well, then maybe you do give Jackson Holiday the shortstop position, and, and then that's your second, short, and third for the most part. 
But, you know, you also have guys like Ortiz that are knocks on the door down there who is probably the best defensive shortstop of all of them, even though he doesn't have the arm of Gunnar Henderson either. Tony Pantee, OriolesHangout.com. Tony Purple, let you roll the Major League Orioles. 95 wins. Eight is the magic number to win the AL East. You're, I mean, we don't want to get into like, oh my God, pressing panic buttons. But hey, they're going to the playoffs. We want them to win the World Series for the first time in 40 years. Your number one concern for the Orioles with less than two weeks left in the regular season is what? Uh, you know, I got to go with the bullpen. You know, it's been a little shaky of late. Obviously, losing Bautista was huge. Uh, You know, we don't know whether he's going to come back or not. You know, even if he does come back, we don't know how well he will be able to throw. I'm almost assured he's going to have surgery this offseason, so we won't have him next year. But if they think they can get a couple of innings out of him and and he can come back in any kind of role, I'm certain they will do that because obviously the last couple of nights, um, really, we, we've seen some struggles out there. You know, there's not a lot of guys that you feel super great about every time. You know, Fuji is inconsistent. Uh, Webb is inconsistent. You know, you just, you're almost rolling the dice when these guys go out there, uh, besides Cano, who has been outstanding and, and since he's moved into that position. But the main difference is Cano doesn't really typically strike out a ton of guys. You know, he gets a lot of those ground balls, uh, which is fine. But when you get those extra innings, that's when you want that big strikeout guy out there. So, um, the bullpen is a little bit of concern to me. I, I, I like where the rotation's at right now with, with Grayson and Kramer and Bradish. Uh, when it goes going into that road, going into the, you know, the playoffs and then means can be your fourth guy there and you can move Gibson to the bullpen. And I think uh, you can feel pretty good about that rotation going into the playoffs. Tony Petty, Orioles hangout.com. Tony, appreciate it as always. Talk to you next Wednesday. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, Tony. Tony Penty will come back. Vinny's film breakdown of the Ravens' defense in the win against Cincinnati. That's coming up next. We got NFL lunch coming up at 1 o'clock. We've got an American League East report at 115. Orioles and Astros 210. Kenya Drake is signing with the Ravens. He's going to the practice. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country, providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams, all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives, streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Squad. Breaking down every last second of game tape for Sunday's matchup. Who's your connection? You sound like a cop to me. Who's your connection? Enter Vinny's film room on 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Ryan Mountcastle to the IL. Ryan McKenna's coming back up. There's a little Orioles tidbit for you. But the Ravens, 27-24 over the Bengals. We talked about the offense, how they performed successfully against that Cincinnati D. Benny, let's look at the Ravens' defense against that high-powered Cincinnati offense. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned high-powered, Bob, because, I mean, they were, you know, they were not high-powered whatsoever. I mean, they never took a shot deep. They never even tried to force the ball down the field. I mean, it was kind of shocking. I mean, it was like a hot potato. They wanted to get rid of that ball so quick, and they were putting everything into the flat, whether it be to the back or to a quick screen. And... The Ravens did a phenomenal job. Two guys, basically, Stone and Queen. Phenomenal job of, because when they would throw it to the flat, they would have to make a one-on-one tackle. And they had no yak yards. None. So it, that's that was kind of the detriment to them. They couldn't get, they couldn't get any yak yards whatsoever. 
And maybe by not having P. Ryan, who was a big yak guy for them last year, Bob, you know, to make somebody miss, they, they, didn't, they didn't have that. Um, so I, I thought that was a key to the game. And the, Raven, the Ravens out-physicaled them up front, and they played very aggressive. In the secondary, they really played aggressive. They, they challenged the receivers, but the Bengals never challenged them back. And I'm guessing they felt like they weren't going to have time and Burrow couldn't scramble that well. I don't know what it was, but it was a good job by Mike McDonald. Now, Bob, when you look at, you know, some of the players, I I said Stone, I thought Stone played exceptionally well. I thought Queen ran around well. I thought, you know, the linebackers play fast all the time. But, uh, you know, a couple guys up front, I thought, I think Travis Jones, I keep saying it, he needs to play. He he plays great against the run because he can – Number one, he can stack a double team, which allows your linebackers to run free. Number two, when he's just single blocked, he can punch, lock out, shed, and make the tackle. I mean, that's that's the impressive thing to me about him. Him and Pierce, they're hard to move in there. You know, and when they got tired on that one drive, you know, that hurt them a little bit. But otherwise, they're, they're, those guys are pretty good up there. And um, Clowney continues to excel. I, I think... You know, he's the most natural rusher they got. You know, he's got the – well, he was, he was first pick of the draft. Yep. You know, but, I mean, he can bend the corner. He And he's smart. He, he's a smart football player. He's got smart IQ. I, I think if you just watch him rush the passer and then you watch Queen and Oway rush the passer, the football IQ is different. And you can – he knows how to move his body and do all those things where those other guys are still learning. Now, with Oway – Oway hurt his ankle in the second quarter. They only he only played 14 plays, and they only played for four, 17 plays in the first half. So the offense really helped it. I mean, the defense they didn't hardly play, which was a great thing. But with Oway, he got rolled up, which was kind of sad. You know, I mean, Matabike takes his guys. Guy comes off to block Matabike, who's lined up next to Oway, and Oway throws his guy, and he. Like, rolls right into Oway and then ankle, whatever he did to it, it wasn't good because then he came back one more time and he hobbled. Favored it. Oh, big time. Yes. So, you know, that's what's going to be interesting because uh, um, the rookie, uh, Robinson, 95, he ain't ready to play. Uh, he doesn't do anything, you know. Uh, he doesn't give him anything in the pass rush. Harrison gives him nothing in the pass rush. So it was basically a jabo and – Clowney rushing it. And Ajabo's still playing too high. He's got to keep turning it loose. You know, he doesn't do it consistently. That's the biggest problem with him. Consistently, he's got to do it more and more. You know, but he played to run better this week than last. Or I'll tell you what, the two Cleveland tight ends, they're good blockers. Irv Smith Jr., heck of a blocker. They were pancaking some of the, the Ravens guys. I thought they did a real nice uh, job blocking. Now, Washington, the kid... Um, Bob, who uh, is out for a month, they picked on him all day long. I, and and I, it's not his – in the red zone, Bob, he cannot cover a 6'4 guy when he's 5'8". That's just he – can, he can be in perfect position. And what do you want down there? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, and that's what happened with Higgins. They just threw it high. And they went after him all day long. That's the one that they went after all day long. They went after him. But um, the the biggest thing was, like I said, they weren't on the field that much, and it, it didn't seem like it was, you know, never in doubt, I didn't think. I mean, you know, they had the one drive, and 
Stone made a hell of a play on the interception. That was a real nice play. Um, Because he he read it, he baited him, read it, and and made the play. But, um, yeah, Burrow, Burrow, um, I think they're going to be in trouble, Bob. You know, and I thought we would have more success against Jonah Williams, the right tackle, than we did. I thought, because I'm not a big fan there, but I thought we'd have more success. And we need to get more pressure up the middle. Uh, We had another dumb penalty, you know, pushing a quarterback. You know, Matt BK got another one, right? Yep. Yeah, so we can't get uh, the stupid penalties. But overall, I thought uh, the the biggest thing they did was gave up no yak yards, which means you tackled extremely well, and they did. They did. So, and uh, thank God Clowney, because he continues to play well. And who long, you know, how long is Oway going to be? Because that's going to hurt him big time. That's going to hurt him a lot, especially, Bob, with a quarterback, if Richardson plays, a quarterback can, can run and scramble around. Because he can run four four, you know, and that's he can he can chase him, and nobody else is as fast as Oway. Yeah, Richardson not practicing today. Uh, right. Ryan Kelly, as well. So the Colts a little bit banged up. Film study there. So the Bengals in the rearview mirror. You mentioned real quick. You think they're in trouble? And Burrow's out. Well, even if he plays, he's nowhere close to being one hundred percent. And that calf. We saw it Sunday. He was limping all over the place in the second half. And, Bob, it looks to me like watching Chase play, Chase not 100% engaged yet. It didn't – like, he's not running routes hard and he's not working to get open. So, uh, something something may be going on with Chase there, too. Uh, maybe contract stuff, perhaps. Who really knows? Uh Kenyon Drake joining the Ravens practice squad. It looks like Drake himself has posted something on the always fun – Social media, no official word coming from Baltimore, but Kenyon Drake was here last year, did well yep. at times, filling in for the injured guys, Dobbins and Gus Bus, but a new OC. Okay, what does that mean, you know? Well, which role does he fit? You know, is he the guy, you know, because it seems like we got an inside guy and an outside guy. Is he the inside guy or the outside guy? Oh, yeah, that's going to, because you know what's funny, Bob, on that when, um, Hill tried to run it in down there on the goal line, and he got stuffed by the linebacker number 55. First drive, All right, so they come back with Gus Bus, run the exact same play, and he carries the two linebackers over the end zone. Ardarius Washington, if you missed this news, he was placed on the IR, and Sam Mustafer was signed to the 53-man roster. Yeah, that's – and and I'm almost positive, Bob, that um, Mustafer – other teams called. I mean, you can't have a starting center and you put him back on a practice squad and not thinking that somebody else is going to come up. And they did. And that's why they brought him up. And he'll probably be up until at least Lindenbaum is back for sure. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7. The Pan Orioles taking on the Astros series finale coming up at 2.10. Give it the lineups in the 1 o'clock hour. Ryan Mountcastle goes on the IL. It can be backdated three days from today. So you do the math. I don't feel like doing it. Ryan McKenna was recalled from AAA. We'll have the American League East report coming up around 1.15 or so. Fun house at 1.30 today because Chip Patterson, CBS Sports.com. We'll talk college football week four with him coming up around 145. It's Woman Crush Wednesday here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 